to This Week in Video Games, episode 19. My name's Tom Kershaw, and this is a podcast all about the world of video games. This week, it's been E3 and all the press conferences with Xbox, Bethesda, Ubisoft, Square Enix and Nintendo showing off their latest games, streaming technology and peaks at their future consoles. So it's been an action-packed week of announcements. Let's get into it. Welcome to the show everyone, I hope you're well and you've been enjoying E3 and all the announcements that we've had this week. Uh, The conference is still on uh, with the show floor open at the moment so if you're there I hope you're having a great time Uh, but back here in London uh, I've been enjoying watching all the shows. On this special E3 roundup show I'll dive into the press conferences from all the big developers including Xbox, Bethesda, Ubisoft, Square Enix and Nintendo and also cover EA Play which was held last Saturday. So first up, let's start with EA and what they had to show at this year's E3. Ready to do this? Calcastus. Sogarero. I'm here on Jedi business. Jedi are dead. Not all of them. A Jedi. EA held their EA Play 2019 event with a focus on Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, but also talking about Apex Legends, FIFA 20, Sims 4, Battlefield 5 and Madden 20. So Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order it was centre stage and given a gameplay reveal. So previously Respawn had shown off story details which had been building the gameplay reveal for some time. Respawn showed nearly 15 minutes of footage which included a battle system, story elements and abilities. So the main hero, Cal Kestis, has an array of force abilities including pushing, pulling, double jumping and slowing down time. So Fallen Order appears to have Souls-inspired combat which has drawn comparisons to uh, From Software's Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice uh, and also Dark Souls and Bloodborne. However, Respawn has said they don't want the game to be as punishing, but just as satisfying. BD1, your droid friend, helps you out along your adventure by scanning, hacking, and generally helping out when needed. The game mixes combat elements with platforming, which is a little bit different from what people expected from the game. 
and Fallen Order launches November 15th, 2019. Next up on EA's playlist was Apex Legends, who unveiled Season 2 and a few more surprises. So Watson is a new character who's going to be introduced as part of Season 2, and Watson is an electricity-focused engineer who can set fences to electrocute their opponents. She can also shoot down grenades and shots with her interception pylon ultimate, and Watson can get a full ultimate charge when she uses the ultimate accelerant. As well as new characters, new weapons, they're coming to Apex Legends, including the L-Star Rifle, which arrives from Titanfall 2. There's also quality of life updates and hints at upcoming seasonal events as well, with a huge eye and some kind of creature involved. FIFA 20 was confirmed with the yearly feature updates, and uh, the thing that stands out from the crowd here in FIFA is uh, Volta Football, which essentially is FIFA Street reimagined. So Volta Football is like a five-a-side game played in the back streets, and matches will take place all over the world in different stages. There's 3v3, 4v4, and 5v5 play. Other improvements to FIFA 20, there's new ball physics and more focus on 1v1s. So FIFA 20 is going to launch on September 27th, 2019. Battlefield 5 is adding three new maps, including Marita and Al Sandan. The new maps are coming on June 27th, 2019. EA talked up Chapter 5, which focuses on the battle between US and Japanese forces in the Pacific. New amphibious vehicles will be available, as well as other quality of life updates and private servers as well. So I'm sure the Battlefield 5 community is going to be super happy about those private servers. Madden 20 showed off some nice new features as well, including run-pass options, as well as the new Scenario engine, which helps to improve in single-player mode, uh, which is now called Face of the Franchise. And finally, uh, Sims 4 expansion was also shown at E3 with the Sims 4 Island Living, and this features mermaids, beachwear, and everything you need to give your Sims a well-deserved holiday in the sun. So whether you're interested in lazing around by the pool or cleaning up the beach, there's something here for all manner of Sims fans. And The Sims 4 Island Living comes to PC on June the 21st, just around the corner, and to consoles on July 16th, 2019. So that's it from EA. Next up, we've got Xbox. We lost. Lost everything. There's nothing left for us here. I don't think we're here is. No, 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 not then. Not again. We need to run. No, we need a fight. Get ready. So the Xbox E3 2019 press conference included new games, new architecture and further teases of new consoles in 2020. There was a mix of first party and third party games dotted throughout the show and one particular mystery guest really made an impact. So the show kicked off with The Outer Worlds from Obsidian. It's an RPG with cartoony aesthetic and it's set for release on October 25th 2019 on Xbox One, PS4 and PC. Bleeding Edge was confirmed as the game that Ninja Theory had been working on, which was another acquisition to Xbox Game Studios. 
The Bleeding Edge is a multiplayer fighting game where teams of four face off against each other in a similar style to Devil May Cry. Ninja Theory was clearly excited to be on stage and revealed that an alpha starts in a few weeks on June the 27th. Ori and the Will of the Wisps was shown as well with Ori battling against a huge spider. The game looks larger in scope and scale and is bound to be a fantastic game um, as Ori and the Blind Forest was absolutely brilliant. So Ori and the Will of the Wisps launch on Xbox and PC on February 11th, 2020. Cyberpunk 2077 was here, and this time the trailer and the gameplay was shown in public. The game looks gorgeous and focuses on the main protagonist delivering a chip to a dodgy-looking dealer. However, the deal turns sour and he ends up in a deadly situation. In a presentation-stealing move, Keanu Reeves was revealed as an in-game character, and then he came out on stage to reveal the release date of April 16th, 2020. And Keanu Reeves, had he came out on stage and was really playful with the crowd and really, really stole the show. So, uh, yeah, nice one, Keanu. Good work there. Uh, Gears of War 5 also got a release date of September 10th, uh, 2019, and a couple of new trailers about the campaign and multiplayer were shown. However, we didn't get any uh, new gameplay. It feels quite close to launching, and we're still yet to see gameplay. And Microsoft also revealed there's a Terminator expansion coming to the game as well. Next up, Elden Ring was officially announced with the partnership between Hidetaka Miyazaki and George R.R. Martin. So the former is the creative genius behind hits such as Bloodborne, Dark Souls and Sekiro. And the latter is obviously the creator of Game of Thrones. No release date was revealed, but the game is being developed by From Software and Bandai Namco, who unfortunately leaked the details earlier in the week, slightly dampening the hype of this announcement. A new trailer for Halo Infinite was shown with the launch date of winter 2020. However, again, no gameplay uh, and it was just a cinematic trailer. But there's nothing like the Halo music to get the crowd going at an E3. Xbox also showed off other games including Minecraft Dungeons, Battletoads, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, The Flight Simulator, Way to the Woods, Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga, Lego Forza was announced in a surprise move, and Fantasy Star Online 2 finally comes to the West. In Microsoft Xbox Studios news, uh, Double Fine announced they were joining the Xbox stable. And Double Fine is famous for making Psychonauts, uh, Kids, and Broken Age. Uh, and they also announced Psychonauts 2 would still be going to other platforms as promised, even though they've just signed up to uh, Microsoft. So yeah, that's going to be really interesting to see what Double Fine do and how that kind of partnership uh, works out with Microsoft this time. We also had a new Xbox One Elite Controller Series 2, and that was shown off with a whole load of new features, including rubber grips, uh, tension adjusters for the analog sticks, and improved battery life for about 40 hours. And that's going to be compatible with uh, new Xboxes that are released in 2022. Project xCloud was also mentioned, albeit a little bit briefly, and Microsoft didn't go into too much detail. So this gives the capability to Xbox One owners to create their own personal cloud server with their Xbox, and that's going to start in October. Folks attending E3, they're going to be able to get hands-on with Project xCloud this week, and I'm sure that's going on as we speak. And uh, details in the main presentation were quite light, and they didn't do any tech demos with tablets, mobiles, or other devices. Um, it could be that they were squeezed for time, however, this felt like a good opportunity to get one over on Google Stadia and PlayStation 5. I was certainly left with the feeling that we didn't get any new information that we didn't already know except the release date. And it felt like Microsoft could have gone into more detail here. 
So next up, the headline act was Microsoft Project Scarlet and Halo Infinite launching uh, on the console in winter 2020. So it was a nice throwback to the original Halo launching on Xbox all those years ago. And uh, Microsoft Project Scarlet is four times more powerful than the Xbox One X. It's got a bunch of new features like 8K support, 120 FPS, solid state drive, and it's going to be built with streaming in mind to uh, complement Project xCloud. Overall, the Xbox E3 2019 press conference was slick, a well-put-together show. Um, It was great to see the new first-party games from their acquisitions. However, gameplay was lacking for some key games, and details were light on hardware and streaming services. It kind of felt like they, they just showed kind of images of the console and essentially kind of teasing it up or teeing themselves up for next year. And considering PlayStation weren't the show, it does feel like a little bit of a missed opportunity. Um, but I put a poll out on Twitter to see what you thought of the Xbox E3 2019 press conference, and it looks like Project Scarlet got you most hyped. Uh, so yeah, thanks everyone for joining in that poll. So next up, we've got Bethesda with their E3 2019 press conference. Thank you. Thank you. Great to see everybody. We have had an incredibly exciting year at Bethesda Game Studios. Given some of that excitement, impressed you're still here. Actually, over the last year, we've had over 60 million players in our games, our most ever. And it's all of you. It's all of you who have made these worlds what they are. Take Fallout 76. A type of game we'd never done before had a lot of difficulties at launch, and we got a lot of well-deserved criticism. But the team kept working on it, and you kept playing it. And through all of that, something amazing has happened. It's thanks to all of you. This game has one of the best online communities we've ever seen. We made a post-apocalyptic survival game where you can do whatever you want, and everybody's nice to each other. (laughs) They don't go on killing griefing sprees. They leave food and water for the newbies and wave to each other. I don't know about you, This should give us all hope for humanity when the apocalypse does come. To you. So Bethesda came to E3 2019, and they put on a tight show full of games, updates, and peeks into the future. Uh, So the conference started off with Bethesda thanking their fans about the two-way conversation they've had and the feedback they give and the strong bond between Bethesda and their fans. Many fans started out playing Bethesda games in their bedroom. However, they've gone on to be parts of the Bethesda team. They said, we are all Bethesda, and it was a really nice message to kick off the show. Todd Howard came out to address the crowd and made a few jokes about Fallout 76. He thanked fans for sticking with the game and praised the community that's formed to support the game. Uh, Todd also acknowledged the troubled start, but said the incremental updates have proved successful thanks to the community. So Fallout 76 is getting more updates in 2019, 
And we've got the Wastelanders expansion, which is the biggest update yet coming to the game. Uh, human NPCs are coming to Fallout 76 as well, including full dialogue trees and quests. And it was quite funny, uh, Bethesda on stage at E3 announcing uh, human or announcing NPCs coming to the game. Everyone absolutely going crazy. And uh, who would have thought it? 2019, Bethesda making an announcement that NPCs are going to be in the game and the crowd goes absolutely wild. <laughs> Uh, so Wastelanders update is coming this fall and it's free for all Fallout 76 players. And also the game is free at the moment from uh, June 10th till the 17th. Uh, and they've also got an all new battle royale called Nuclear Winter that's coming to the game as Bethesda looks to, inverted commas, welcome new players into the game in bombastic style. Now I don't really know if a battle royale is, uh, is a good thing for Fallout 76 because the game or the gunplay in Fallout 76 was never never really that great in the first place so how a uh, battle royale is going to go down in Fallout 76 will be very interesting indeed okay so next up Elder Scrolls Blades is getting a new dragon update uh, with improvements to the arena mode and is coming to Nintendo Switch for free uh, later in 2019 and the Nintendo Switch version is going to support crossplay and cross progression with mobile devices on iOS and Android uh, next up, um, Deathloop was announced from Arcane Leon, and the trailer showed off two main characters, Colt and Juliana. Colt's a more kind of straight-shooting character, law-abider, whereas Juliana, she's kind of the complete opposite. Uh, although the two characters are different, they do share a common trait. When they die, their day resets, and in order to stop the mysterious loop, you have to hunt each other down and take each other out. So it's a nice little kind of time-based mechanic where you have to go after uh, another character who's also going after you in a kind of 1v1 bow to the death. So Deathloop really kind of stood out from Bethesda's uh, press conference. Doom Eternal is going to tell the origin story of the main protagonist from the game, The Slayer. So Doom over the years has been a fairly straightforward shooter with a minimal backstory, uh, but Doom Eternal intends to change all that with richer lore and storytelling. Uh, so members of the id software team came out and talked about guns gameplay and tactics of doom and uh, members of the audience at e3 could play the game at the show and actually the feedback for doom eternal has been really really good this week everyone who's come out of e3 has been saying doom eternal is fantastic super fun really really enjoyable so doom eternal might be one to look out for it's playable all week at the show floor and battle mode is the new multiplayer mode coming to Doom uh, where two-player controlled demons uh, take on a Slayer. So more details are coming at QuakeCon in 2019 and Doom Eternal comes to PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch and PC on November 22nd, 2019. Other games included Ghostwire Tokyo with a fantastic presentation from the team. Uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood uh, is coming and Rage 2 Rise of the Ghosts were also announced uh, as well as all the games on show from Bethesda um, they also announced Orion Orion is software to support streaming services in the delivery of 4K 60fps gameplay they showed off the software by playing Doom live on stage with minimal latency and it was great to see a tech demo of this calibre on stage after Xbox didn't really go into too much details about their project xCloud. It was really nice to see a good tech demo. And uh, yeah, well, they, Bethesda didn't really go into a great detail on how the technology works, but they offered players the chance to test it out by signing up to the Doom Slayers Club. And uh, you can find the link to that on thisweekinvideogames.com. Go to the website and search Bethesda. 
Okay, so all in all, yeah, Bethesda's press conference was really good. Um, it looks like Deathloop is going to be fantastic, and it's nice to see all the updates coming to Fallout 76. Back when that came out, I think it was November or October last year, we, I really couldn't see that game being turned around, but it looks like slowly but surely they're adding features, they're chipping away at it, and the community is coming around to it. So maybe Fallout 76 could be a really good one to look out for later in 2019 or 2020. Had a good run there for a while. Now it's all riots, bombings, and people thrown in cages like animals. Oh, and who could forget the killer robots everywhere? So yeah, that's all gone a bit shit. It's up to us to take our city back. Thing is, we can't do it alone. We need to recruit a resistance. I know what you're thinking. Where do we start? Open your eyes and take a look around. Look here. Look at him. No, not him. Him. Former MI5. Duty never ends. He can get anywhere and erase anyone. See her? Let's kick those bastards out of London. She got kicked out of Oxbridge Robotics School for teaching him to uh, reproduce. <laughs> and that fellow over there? Proper belly. Come on, come at me. He'll crack your skull just for looking at funny. Okay, so next up we've got Ubisoft, and uh, Ubisoft came out, they showed a solid amount of games and a few hidden surprises. Uh, so Watchdog Legion, that was the headliner of the event, uh, and despite the pre-E3 leaks, and Ubisoft went into in-depth and a really good amount of gameplay. Uh, so E3 has been light on gameplay uh, this year, so this was really refreshing. Uh, the game looks really ambitious, uh, set in a post-Brexit London. Uh, sorry about laughing about that, but... Um, I guess I'm living in a post-Brexit London as well. And, uh, well, yeah, you have the ability to uh, recruit and be any NPC in the game. Uh, so Watch Dogs Legion set for release on March 6th, 2020. And, yeah, it looks really ambitious. Uh, the size and the scale of, it, scale of it looks really good. And they've got some really good characters in there as well. They've got the uh, Bletchley Park um, character, the kind of hacker grandma uh, which looked really interesting, and uh, yeah, uh, overall Watch Dogs Legion looked really, really good, and uh, yeah, March 6th, 2020, uh, I, th I reckon that's a date for your diary. So next up, the team behind Assassin's Creed Odyssey announced a Breath of the Wild-inspired game called Gods and Monsters. Uh, so this game is set in the world of Greek mythology, and the art style looks a bit softer and uh, than the realistic look of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Gods and Monsters is going to focus on puzzle solving, platforming and exploration. Uh, so given there's not going to be an Assassin's Creed game this year and they've pushed that back with their Vikings release until later in 2020, it's great to see this confident team working on an interesting project like this. So Gods and Monsters is set for release on February the 25th, 2020 and that's going to be released on Google Stadia, Xbox One, PS4 and Nintendo Switch as well. 
Uh, Division 2 announced the rest of their year one roadmap, including three new episodes. Uh, so we've got episode one, DC Outskirts edition. That's available from July. And uh, players are going to get to explore outside Washington, DC. And that includes a new mission system called Expeditions. Episode 2 is going to be called Pentagon, The Last Castle, and that's out later in 2019 and comes with a new raid in the core of a foundry. And episode 3, Coney Island Homecoming, is out early 2020 and players get to go back to New York, but this time it's in the summer. So good to see some updates there from uh, Division 2 and it looks like 2019 is going to be full of content for the Division 2, which looks good. Uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine was announced, uh, which is a three-player tactical co-op game, and it's a new Rainbow Six game with a focus on horror and action, and Quarantine is set for release early 2020. Uh, Also, Ubisoft unveiled their own subscription service called Uplay Plus, and that's a new service which will provide the PC community access to over 100 games, uh, DLC, and other Ubisoft content for about $14.99 a month. Uh, that was in dollars. Um, I'm yet to see the price in English pounds, uh, but we'll see, I'm sure, very, very soon. Uh, that's available from September the 3rd, 2019, and is going to be available on Google Stadia in 2020. Uh, other notable announcements from Ubisoft. Ghost Recon Breakpoint showed off a new trailer and announced the beta start date of September 5th, 2019. Uh, Roller Champions, uh, another 3v3 multiplayer game, that was announced and a demo is available between June 10th and the 14th, so just a couple of days to uh, to play Roller Champions. Uh, just Dance 2020 is coming to Nintendo Switch, PS4, Xbox, Google Stadia, and Nintendo Wii, which is kind of strange. Uh, but I heard, uh, I think I heard on another podcast, uh, folks talking about there's loads of Nintendo Wiis in places like youth centres and hospitals, and other places like that. So um, it seems like Just Dance is doing quite well on Nintendo Wii, so they're still making discs for it. So that's quite interesting. 2019 and a Nintendo Wii game is being released. Um, that, that is crazy. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is getting a story creator and discovery tour modes. So players can now make their own missions, including dialogue and branching pathways. Uh, so this game is already huge, and it's now about to get infinitely bigger. Uh, we've got the discovery mode as well, and that lets you explore ancient Greece. For Honor is getting a new event called Shadows of the Hitakiri. And uh, yeah, well, Ubisoft had a pretty solid show, and it was great to see some gameplay. I think the headline act is probably Watch Dogs, Legion, and uh, Gods and Monsters as well. It looks really interesting. So definitely looking forward to those two coming out. I think it's February and March of next year. Um... And Ubisoft, they're also celebrating E3 with up to 90% off um, on their deals in their Ubisoft store. So, yeah, head on over to Ubisoft store and uh, check out those deals. I'm not sponsored by Ubisoft. Uh, I just happened to sort of have a look around um, and see what's going on. Because, you know, at E3, normally companies put um, games on sale up to 90% off on some games. So, yeah, bargain. Go and check it out.
these sewer rats appear to call themselves Avalanche Sir. You can have it for saving my life. You think he's a keeper? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all gotta look at the bigger picture here. Nothing worth fighting for was ever won without sacrifice. Help me! So next up we've got Square Enix and they took to the stage and discussed their upcoming games for 2019-2020. Marvel Avengers was finally revealed to the audience and the game is being developed by Crystal Dynamics and you're going to be able to play as Thor, Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk and Black Widow. Uh, Unfortunately no Hawkeye. They've got an all-star cast of voice actors including Nolan North who's going to be playing Tony Stark and Troy Baker who's going to be playing Bruce Banner. Uh, gameplay included uh, four-player co-op with new characters and maps coming for free in future updates, and they made a big deal about it, saying no loot boxes, no microtransactions, all future updates are going to be free. Uh, so that's that's a really cool announcement. Marvel Avengers is coming May the 15th in 2020, and it's going to be released on PS4, Xbox One, Google Stadia, and on PC too. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake is coming, and after a lengthy build-up, including recent trailers, um, we've, got the, we've got the game coming soon. And, but rather than the whole game being remastered all at once, uh, Square Enix plans to release episodic content, with the first episode focusing on an expanded Midgar. And that game is set for release uh, March the 3rd, 2020. Outriders was announced as well from uh, People Can Fly, and it's another three-player co-op shooter Uh, Or you can play single player or uh, doubles as well. Uh, Square Enix didn't reveal too many details about this, but they said they were going to come back and talk more in winter 2019. Uh, The game is coming to Xbox, PlayStation and PC. Uh, And other notable announcements from Square Enix. um, Final Fantasy VIII is getting a remaster. Uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered is coming to Nintendo Switch and PS4 in winter 2020. Uh, Oninaki, uh, from the creators of I Am Setsuna and Lost Sphere, is coming August the 22nd, 2019. We've got Romancing Saga 3, the SNES RPG. That's getting a remake and is coming to PS4, Nintendo Switch, Xbox, PC and mobile devices. And finally, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming with some DLC. Uh, The DLC is called Remind and that is coming later this year. So yeah, good stuff there from Square Enix. Um, not too sure about Avengers, not really sure how I feel about it so far. Um, it was kind of set up as this kind of, or the rumours were going around that it's kind of this Destiny alike. Uh, it's kind of weird to see other um, other actors, other characters play the Avengers. Um, given that we've kind of just gone through Endgame and the whole Avengers Infinity War, you know, over the last couple of years, uh, we've been, you know, really, really following those characters closely. It's kind of weird to see Square Enix's interpretation of these characters, and uh, but you never know, the game might be really, really good. But I was left a little bit deflated from that announcement. 
Uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake is shaping up really nicely, and it looks like we're going to be able to explore more areas of Midgar, which looks really, really good. Uh, the decision to release the content in an episodic fashion is a little bit of a strange one. It's uh, it's going to be interesting to see where episode one finishes and episode two begins, and uh, yeah, well, we'll you know we'll see about that. So good stuff there from Square Enix. Next up, we've got Nintendo. So Nintendo held their E3 Nintendo Direct and they brought their A-game. So uh, first up, new Smash Brothers Ultimate characters were announced uh, with the hero from Dragon Quest Hero making an appearance. And you can select up to uh, five Dragon Quest heroes to play in Smash. Uh, but all as the same kind of character. Uh, I guess they're different kind of skins or different flavours of the same character. And they are coming later in 2019. Uh, next up we've got Link's Awakening and uh, that was revealed earlier on this year uh, but we've got more gameplay here and they went through in a lot of detail in the Treehouse um, after the Nintendo Direct and uh, there's also the news that you're going to be able to create a dungeon in the uh, a new mode called Chamber Dungeon as we don't have too many details on how the Dungeon Builder mode will work just yet it could have been added off the back of very successful Zelda randomizers and these are mods on Twitch where you play uh, or you create and play Zelda games and randomize the levels. Link's Awakening is coming to Nintendo Switch September the 20th, 2019, which is much sooner than uh, I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be much later on in the year. And like I said, uh, we got a whole bunch of new footage and they went really, really in depth in the Treehouse presentation and uh, loads of stuff we hadn't seen before. So this game is looking absolutely delightful. And I can't wait till September the 20th to get my hands on Link's Awakening once again. The collection of Mana was announced as well, which includes Trials of Mana, which is a Western release of Seekin Densetsu 3, uh, Final Fantasy Adventure, and the Super Nintendo version of Secret of Mana as well. And that completes the Seekin Densetsu trilogy, uh, with the third not seen in the West before. Uh, in a big surprise, the game is available on the Nintendo eShop right away, so you can go and download that game right now um, if you like the uh, Secret of Mana or the Mana Saga. Now, the Witcher 3 is coming to Nintendo Switch uh, in 2019. There were rumours that this was coming, but some thought the game wouldn't be able to run on Nintendo Switch. So yeah, really looking forward to the Witcher 3 coming to Nintendo Switch. And this game is absolutely huge. Uh, I've got it on PS4. Um, I haven't really made uh, too much of a dent in the Witcher 3. Yeah, so looking forward to that one coming to Nintendo Switch. 
Uh, next up, Animal Crossing was finally confirmed for Nintendo. And the game's going to be called New Horizons. And, uh, but it has been delayed back until 20th of March 2020. Originally, the game was scheduled for a 2019 release. However, it's been put back for a little bit more polish and refinement. And in one of the best announcements of the Nintendo Direct, Banjo-Kazooie was confirmed as a new character in Smash Brothers. The reveal included Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong and King K. Rool, um, with the duck hunt dog and duck faking out the audience, only for Banjo-Kazooie to jump in and reveal themselves, which was a really, really good moment. Um, I'm not hugely into Banjo-Kazooie games. I'm not really looking for the Banjo-Kazooie uh, games to come to Nintendo Switch. But having Banjo-Kazooie in Smash is uh, is really cool. And it just goes to show that uh, the relationship with um, Nintendo and Microsoft is getting really, really good. So hopefully, hopefully we'll see um, Xbox maybe coming to Nintendo Switch as an E3 2020 announcement. So finally, Nintendo had one more thing at the end of their press conference, and boy, it was a headliner. So Breath of the Wild sequel is in development, and uh, the trailer showed off Link and Zelda exploring together, and the game looks dark and twisted, much like Majora's Mask compared to Ocarina of Time. Now, I guess we we all know that um, a new Zelda is kind of... They're pretty much always developing new Zelda games, and uh, we we hoped for kind of a sneak peek, at maybe you know a new Breath of the Wild, and there has been talk for may- maybe about a year now that maybe Nintendo could use the same engine as Breath of the Wild. Uh, and there were there were some comments um, during the during the press conference and on Twitter afterwards, thinking that this oh no is this like a DLC is this a continuation of the story? But then they put up on the screen it's a sequel to Breath of the Wild, and yeah, it's really got some dark twists. Uh, and we've got Zelda down there as well. She's got a new haircut. Um, so, yeah, really interesting. And it looks like um, Link and Zelda, they're exploring maybe underneath the car- under Hyrule Castle, um, which, you know, it, it totally makes sense if you, you know, if you got to the end of Breath of the Wild. Um, but, yeah, you know, is, um, is Zelda going to be a playable character in the game? You know, maybe... Maybe you could take turns um, with Link and Zelda. I know fans have kind of been wanting a playable Zelda character for some years, uh, but we haven't got it yet. So maybe Breath of the Wild 2 is uh, the first time we get to do that. But anyway, super, super exciting. Uh, we don't know when this is coming out, and obviously uh, new Zelda games take time, and uh, so it's probably going to be some years. Um, but I would hazard a guess of maybe 2022 for the new Zelda game, or 2023. Uh, as we know, um, Breath of the Wild got kept getting put back and put back. Um, but yeah, anyway, don't want to dampen your excitement. Super, super exciting news, and really, really looking forward to another Breath of the Wild, because I love that world. Love spending time in Hyrule and uh, running around. And uh, yeah, fantastic. I think I've, I've, I've played through Breath of the Wild twice, and I think... I've probably got about 200 hours sunk into the game, and I probably haven't seen all of the game. So, yeah, very, very exciting. So other games were announced too, including Cadence of Hyrule. Uh, That's coming out today on June the 13th, uh, 2019. Uh, We've got Astral Chain. That's coming out on August the 30th, 2019 as well. Uh, Dragon Quest XI Echoes of an Elusive Age. uh, That's coming out on the 29th of September, 2019. Uh, Demon X Machina is coming out in September. Uh, Contra Road Corpse, which looked absolutely terrible, uh, that's coming out in September as well. 
Uh, Panzer Dragoon is coming out in winter 2019. Um, Luigi's Mansion is Luigi or Luigi's Mansion 3 is coming out later in 2019. Uh, we've got Resident Evil 5 and 6, which had one of the weirdest adverts at E3 um, that I've seen. Um, I recommend they don't do that again. <laughs> um, and uh, No More Heroes 3 is coming out in 2020 as well. So Nintendo did a great job with their E3 press conference uh, and uh, I asked you what was the most exciting thing on Twitter afterwards and you came back with the Breath of the Wild sequel. So thank you once again uh, for uh, taking part in that poll. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, well, let me know what you think. You know, uh, Send me an email at podcast at thisweekinvideogames.com uh, or you can get me on Twitter. And uh, yeah, let me know what you thought of all the E3 announcements. Uh, what are you most excited for? Uh, was it Xbox new console coming winter 2020 or Halo Infinite? Was it Gods and Monsters from Ubisoft? Uh, are you excited about Fallout 76? Uh, let me know uh, on podcast at thisweekinvideogames.com. Uh, I'd really love to hear what you thought of this this year's E3 and uh, what we're going to get next year's E3 and is there even going to be an E3 next year? Because, uh, yeah, overall E3, it was good. It was kind of lacking in gameplay. There was a lot of... It, it felt more like any other year, like a kind of big advert for games. I know E3 is a big marketing tool. It's there to drive the hype, there to drive the sales. Um, but normally we get a lot more gameplay. Uh, Watch Dogs uh, Legion, uh, we got a, a lot of good gameplay. Um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, we got a lot of good gameplay. Nintendo went into quite a lot of detail with um, Pokemon, um, Animal Crossing and uh, various other games in the Nintendo Direct as well. I think Super Mario Maker 2 was shown as well in, in depth, although we're going to get... that. I mean, that game's just around the corner. So um, I think Microsoft were a little bit weak on details in terms of Project X Cloud, especially in light of Google Stadia being announced before E3 and then kind of showing off their, their kind of hardware and uh, what it can do across phones, tablets and uh, multiple devices. I, th I think Microsoft could have taken that opportunity to show off what their technology can do. Um, but I guess um, really it's, you know, the, the proof is in the pudding with these kind of things. You've just got to kind of play it and see, see what it's like. I'd imagine loads of people at E3 are getting to try out this technology as well. Um, so I guess in the coming weeks, we're going to get reports out of E3 about what Google Stadia and what Project xCloud and things like um, Bethesda's Orion technology and things like that. You know, all, all of these things are shaping up and the, the video games industry is uh, is rapidly changing, you know. Um, so, yeah, really, really interesting stuff. Um, I think probably out of all the press conferences, for me, Nintendo uh, did a really, really great job. Um, the Breath of the Wild uh, trailer for their sequel really blew it out of the park for me. And uh, the Banjo announcement was really, really cool as well. So, yeah, super fun. Really enjoyed E3 and uh, I hope you did too. So that's it for this week's episode. I'm going to be back on Sunday as per normal with a regular episode of the podcast going into uh, reviews of games. And this week I'm going to have a look at the Destiny 2 expansion, the season of opulence. I'll be having a look at Cadence of Hyrule as well, which is released uh, later on today. If you want to get involved in the show, email me on podcast at thisweekinvideogames.com or you can check out the latest on the website all throughout the week. Uh, send in your questions, your comments, and your video game stories. Uh, I'm always interested in hearing from you. And if you send me an email or tweet me or send me a Facebook message, 
then I will uh, work it into the podcast. I'm also available on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube and Instagram. Uh, so search This Week in Video Games on your favourite platform and join in the conversation. If you want to support This Week in Video Games, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash This Week in Video Games. And in exchange for supporting the show, you get shout-outs, uh, Discord access, exclusive Patreon polls, a special design podcast scripts and stickers. Uh, so if you enjoy This Week in Video Games podcast, sign up to Patreon and it would be great to see you there. And uh, yeah, well thanks again for hanging out with me and chatting about video games. I hope you've enjoyed E3. And don't forget that E3 is still going on. There's loads of videos going up on YouTube. Um, so head on over to YouTube and follow your favourite developer. I'm sure there's a whole load of stuff going on there. I know Nintendo are doing a Treehouse Direct right now. Um, so I hope you have a good week and I will talk to you at the weekend. But for now, I'll see you soon.